The Free Pizza Podcast is proudly sponsored by Lucky House MFG. Lucky House is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry. They offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have a legendary guest with me today. The one and only, the one and only, Caitlin Overby. Hi. What's going on? <laughs> She's a yogi and massage therapist at Willow um, Wellness in High Point, and which is kind of new. Yeah. Um, you've been in this building for a while. We're actually in um, the, the, the building that she does all her things in. I'm very grateful for that. During all this COVID mess, she let me come in here and mess her all up. So, <laughs> 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 now nah, we're being safe. We're being safe. But uh, this is great because uh, I've known Caitlin for, we were just talking about it, middle school. I mean, yeah. it's been a very long time yes yes probably yes actually yes yeah (laughs) oh my god we're old yeah i'm old no (laughs) i'm 30 next year it's so crazy yeah our parents worked together worked together yes um many years ago when they were good friends and we met through them and we've had great times together we've gone to Asheville together yes hung out and just done a bunch of great things um and she's amazing i remember when you started this yoga journey how many years ago um uh so let's see i'm old so I think it's seven, eight years ago. Seven, eight years ago. I remember you dropped your job and just dove into yeah. it. So I was just like, whoa, what's going on? And to see this now is just wonderful. So we're going to talk you. about this journey right now. Oh, I'm excited. Let's get yes, started. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So tell us where the interest in yoga even started. So um, I guess I became interested in yoga starting in college. I'd say um, probably my freshman year. You know, you have to pick, like, a PE class, like a physical ed class yes. for gen ed. And I was like, yoga, I'm going to do that. And it got booked so quickly that I did not get to sign up for it. So I did Pilates instead. Okay, okay. And I actually really loved Pilates. Um, I had the best core of my life when I was doing Pilates. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, and yeah. it's gone now. Um, <laughs> it's not gone. It's just transformed because that's what 10 years of life does to you. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> but um, no, I appreciate like everything that I learned while um, learning the Pilates mat series. And then, um, you know, I was, after college, you know, I only did two years um and yeah, yeah, yeah. dropped out and i had just some life stuff happened mm-hmm. um my brother passed away i was yes. grieving i just i didn't want to be away from home um so i came back home to just kind of figure figure out what i wanted to do i just you know kind of thought you know life's too short to just be half-hearted or mm. you know going through the motions and um so I found a free yoga class and I took it. I was like, well, I've always wanted to do yoga. Um, and I was like, okay, this is good. This is I like, it gave me a place to just be quiet and um, to be with my thoughts that I actively avoided. <laughs> um, yes. So I, um, I started like taking the weekly free class because I didn't have any money. <laughs> And then I started doing some like YouTube classes Ooh, and yes. just kind of learning on my own. And I developed like a daily practice at home 
on my own, which is really cool to, you know, have that experience of not doing anything and then being comfortable doing something on your own. And that's just kind of how it all uh, all played out. Yeah, exactly. That's great. So you came home and did the free yoga classes and you was Mm -hmm. like, you had an interest in yoga back in college. Yeah. So you want to do it anyways. Yeah. So you said, okay, cool. And free yoga classes where? In High Point? Because you lived out in... Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. Yeah. Oak Ridge. Okay. So they were actually in Archdale. Oh, so you went to Archdale? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so me and uh, my friend Jennifer Dodson. Ooh, Jennifer? <laughs> yeah, Yo, shout Jennifer. out to Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still really good friends. <laughs> and um, so she she was actually the one who was like, quit talking about it. Let's just go do it. And so mm-hmm. she picked me up and drove me there. And it was pouring down rain. We couldn't find it. We showed up to our first class like three minutes late, oh, but had no. no idea. This is like the most cringeworthy experience. I'm surprised I even like stepped foot in a class ever again. <laughs> and we thought there would be like a check-in area, you know, and, and we thought the door would be locked. So we just have our like foreheads stuck to the glass peering in and then about 20 people turn around and look oh, at us. No. And they're like, just come in. And we were like, no, we are mortified. I am so embarrassed. You know, and they can hear us yelling because it's raining like, oh, are they doing class? What are they doing in there? What's happening? It turns out they could hear us the whole time. Like, um, you're just coming to class. Yeah, so the whole class stopped for us to arrive late and unroll our mats and so join them. So they stopped. It was like... Yes. <laughs> it was awful. It's amazing. <laughs> um... But, you know, fast track Thomas 10 years later, it gives me a lot of grace with new people and a lot of um, just warmth. And I'm like, look, I know this is scary. I get it. Yeah. I'm like, you can't mess up more than I did. So (laughs) you're in good hands here. (laughs) Yo, that is such a great experience with yoga. That's amazing. So you did that class, which I'm sure you loved. Yeah, so it actually, yeah, um, some parts of it I actually hated. Really? Because I was like, this is so hard. Yes. Why can't my body do these things? Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, parts of me hurt that I didn't know were capable of, you know, that <laughs> type of hurt. Um, but I was like, hey, what do I have to lose? It's free. I should just give it a give it a chance. Um and see what happens. Yeah, and I did, and I'm so happy I did. <laughs> yes, and so you kept doing those. Y'all go online, and then is that when you're like, okay, maybe I want to be an instructor? So when did yeah. that come on? Yeah, so I think that came on. I was working in pediatrics yes. Um, yes. and, you know, like filing insurance and scheduling appointments. and Fun stuff. Yeah, life-sucking. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I just – I felt like I lacked purpose, but I'd never quite figured out what I wanted to do. Mm. And I, I didn't understand how, like, you know, 15-year-olds, like, just right away, they're like, this is what I want to do. Oh, my God, no. And they just go do it. Like, that wasn't me. Mm. I, you know, I went to college and I wanted to be a special education teacher. And I'm, like, I still have a passion for helping all people. But yes. um, I'm so glad that that's not the path that I went down um, because I feel a whole lot of happiness where I'm currently at. Yes, which is awesome. Yeah, so I just was really unfulfilled with my job. So I spent every day I would get home from my 8 to 5 and I'd do like an hour and a half of yoga. 
before I'd eat dinner. Wow. Yeah, sometimes it was less, but I mean, it was like every day, every day, and that was what like got me through. I just would work out the frustrations, like mental frustrations, and then physical frustrations from having to sit at a desk job. Um, it just felt like a, a ticking time bomb. Like if I didn't move, I'm going to explode. Yes. <laughs> and so it gave me a, an outlet to move, to be creative. Once I learned about yoga, because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, how can how can I link these two postures? How almost like a dance, you know? Yes. Like yes. doing some uh, choreography um, in a fitness approach, and so it just gave me a creative outlet, a physical outlet, and then a mental outlet because you know you always close with quiet time and that's how it would start as well um yeah that's crazy yeah it's um it's cool when you explain it like that like dancing i mean obviously you're flowing through different movements and all that because i never i mean i've been been doing it off and on for years but now this year i really dove into it and it really is like a dance yeah you know what i'm saying it makes it really really fun you do release a lot of energy and tension and all that throughout so is that what really made you want to actually because obviously there's passion behind it yeah. There's a reason why, like, I want to teach this. I mean, how did it make you feel? I know it make you, you know, you, you, creativity was great, and then obviously going through the postures, it was it was a physical thing and all that. But did it make you feel anything a little deeper as far oh, as when absolutely, you teach it? Yeah. yeah. So I guess the on the surface level, you know, there was that physical, and and then a little deeper that mental benefit, but. Um, it it gave me a great way to cope with mm. an unfulfilling job mm. and um to cope with you you know some deeper feelings that like i said i actively avoided it gave mm-hmm. it gave me a safe space to explore those and i think that since i used it as a you know coping mechanism i'd like a healthy one i would think yes, um very healthy one it uh i was like wow how many people could benefit from this mm-hmm. You know, we're not taught in school, like, techniques on how to focus. We're just told, you need to focus. Yes. We're not taught techniques on how to process emotions. We're just told, like, okay, get over it and, you know, mm-hmm. or, or just, just go. Move on. Yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Sweep that under the rug. You'll never trip over that, you know? Uh. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> um, so I think because I found so much value in it, you know, in becoming a just a better person and a person that, like, I, I felt like I started to know myself and learn myself, which, you know, I'm like, oh, so I've had like 22 years on, you know, less than that. Like, I started yoga when I was like 19. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, I got really into it at like 20, 21. So I'm like, how can I've had almost two decades on this earth and I felt like I really haven't known myself. And this was like the first deep dive into that self discovery. And so I was like, everybody should know themselves like this. You, we yes. could all really benefit from from this type of thing. So that's where I got passionate. And I'm like, I just love to share what makes me a better human with other people. <laughs> Yo, that's so crazy. I mean, that's what I think that's the part that people don't really understand about yoga. It's very surface level. Some people look at how people look at it. You know, they just move yeah. around. Yes, physical, whatever. But like, I know me going into it and seeing the different types of yoga. Yoga for anxiety. Yoga yeah. to... To, for relaxation, yoga for the morning. It's, it's crazy how many of those different types hit different points in, like, I guess, your being. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that is, that's amazing. And obviously, it's cool that you want to share that with other people, of, you know, why you dove into this uh, profession. So, yeah, so take us to, like, 
the schooling you went to, the how did you get certified and yeah. all that? Yeah. So um, actually started like kind of in an apprenticeship uh, sort of thing before I went into a 200-hour teacher training. Oh. Yeah, so that's like the base level with Yoga Alliance, which is um, sort of the governing body for yoga teachers. Mm. Um, and I could go off onto that. I've got mixed feelings on that. But, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just where where we start, and it's the only accrediting body. So, um, yeah, I was like, I guess I need to go to a registered Yoga Alliance school. Yes. Um, but before that, I, you know, just – was underneath a teacher who was, you know, helping me, um, and actually started with teaching kids yoga. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, that seems challenging. It, well, it, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a demographic of people that like, I feel like I really work well with and they are, um, kids from the ages of like two to eight and then, mm. um, like 50 up. What? Yeah. So like two different yes. groups. That is where I shine, man. <laughs> um, so I first, you know, got into kids yoga, and I'm not afraid to just like be silly, yeah, yeah. Um, and have fun because, like, like I said, I went from that journey of like being super serious and at a desk job, and so I was like. I'm going to just let loose. Here we go. Let's play some games. Let's act crazy. Um, But through that, it's a lot of just like game playing um, and discovery about our bodies. Um, You can weave in concepts at an early age that Mm -hmm. I feel like are really beneficial down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my favorite game is Silly to Calm. And so I would just say, okay, ground rules like just don't touch each other because you know just no pushing we can't get that we can't get crazy we're gonna get silly so just let them move and shake and be a moderate level of volume not like crazy yelling um to get the sillies out which is just you know like the day starts to compound in everybody whether they're you know four or 40 and so if you can exercise or move to get it out that's really beneficial. So like, okay, let's get the sillies out. And then like, okay, calm and see how quickly they could come oh. to standing and find composure. So working self-control. So like wow. you can focus your energy in an outlet, but then like how quickly can you adjust and, and find that no matter what's going on, no matter how silly we feel, can, can you connect with the inner calm within you? And that was like just my favorite game. Um, and the kids loved it. But, like, I think I learned more from watching that experience than they probably got out of it. Yeah, like, wow, that can, wow, that worked pretty well. Yeah, and so, like, I would go into schools and teach with, like, classes or hold grade levels or whole schools. um, And we'd play that game and teach the teachers it. And, you know, they've sent me messages like, wow, we use this now. I can tell when the class needs to get the sillies out. And then I'm like, it's a challenge, like. I bet you can get calmer than that, you know? <laughs> this is like, bring it on down, get calmer. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I can do that, I can do that. Yeah, um, so that was really fun. But then, and and then I was like, I think I would like teaching adults too. Mm. And so I started teaching just like a free class because I'm like, well, I started taking yoga with a free class. Also, if I suck, at least it's free. It's free, <laughs> you want to feel this bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um... And then I realized, like, I really do have a passion for this. So I want to, you know, deepen my training so that 
I can teach with more competency. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So I looked around for a while for yoga schools, and I found um, one in Greensboro. Dope. Okay. And I really liked the program um, because while you can go to like an immersive like school where you get your 200 hours in like two weeks, I felt like God, yeah, that's two like weeks? drinking from a fire hose. You know, like just everything being blasted at you, how much of that, like, I knew I would not be able to digest and yes, and yes. retain. I'm like, it You're just, just going through it at that point. Yeah, yeah. So they vary from, like, that quick to, like, spread out, maybe even taking uh, courses at your own time to complete your 200 hours. So I kind of fell somewhere between, and my program took um, almost a year to complete. Um, wow. it took, yeah, it took nine months. Um, so we met one or two weekends per month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was spread out. You had like several weeks to do like homework and readings and yeah. come up with questions from the previous weekend, practice teaching with friends. Um, so while I was taking my 200 hours, I still continued to um, teach occasionally. Right, um, right, right. And I really enjoyed that program. It was through Greensboro Downtown Yoga, which – now has new ownership and i don't think that they have a um teacher training anymore gotcha um gotcha. but um i've actually started a yoga school so <laughs> that's right so you're able to yeah to do a 200 hour yeah yeah that's awesome and i want to back up for a second because i want because this is what really impressed me back in the day but at this point you're doing this you just you left the job yes you, just, you left like, yes i did <laughs> you saved up a cushion and then you bounce so yeah talk about Talk about that transition of you doing that, because you had to be kind of, like, nervous, you know what I'm saying, oh, or terrified. Absolutely. So I'm really fortunate. I um, When I moved back to, um, like, the triad area, I was living at home with my dad, and I was paying, like, he called it family contribution, mm, um, mm-hmm. because rent implies that he would make money, <laughs> and the little bit that I could contribute, he did not profit off of, yes. <laughs> you know? But it was really nice, like, in the end, he ended up saving all of that and, like, helping you know, give it back to me when I bought my house. Um, oh, that's dope. Yeah. So, and, you know, it taught me, you know, a good level of just, like, saving and budgeting. Yes, and very important. Yeah, all those sorts of good things. So I was living at home, and I was working a full-time job. So, I mean, this was, like, I had, like, benefits. Yeah. And, like, paid time off and stuff. Yes. I was just, like, all my friends were still in college and broke, and I was just... You're like... Yeah, yes. living at home, yes. paying 200 bucks a month for family contribution and everything else was, yep. like, I was yep. just Yours. saving. Um, and, and that's why I felt comfortable doing the teacher training because I was like, oh, I could afford this. It's a, it's an investment. Um, but once I neared the end of that training, I just felt this strong pull to teach exclusively. I was like, I cannot do this job anymore <laughs> i got to figure it out so i um i can't remember if i had already bought my house or not um somewhere in there i also bought a house yes um, I, that. So I bought a house when i was 22 and um it was a foreclosure so it was a really good deal and i wasn't in a house. rush to move in so i just slowly that's right fixed i it remember up. that yeah that's right i remember so that. it was like a couple years before i eventually moved in um so once i finished my training i had bought a house it was like i was getting close to being able to be moved in you know 
I still had a savings. So I was like, I think, I think I'm just going to try to teach yoga full time. Yes. <laughs> and I was working at three different places, like three different studios and gyms. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching um, sometimes four classes a day, five. Um, yeah. And so I was like, I think I can make this work and just take a vow of poverty mm-hmm. to do what I love. And I'll, you know, be able to at least pay, pay my mortgage and I'll, I'll figure it out. Yes. I just, it was like a I leap of that. faith. Like I've got a safety net. I won't know if I can do it or not until I try. So I just turned in my two weeks notice and that was the best feeling ever. I went yes. ahead and got like a month worth of teaching, you know, lined up so that I could stay busy and I just went for it. Yes. And ultimately, it was not enough money to be sustainable. (laughs) Um, You was like, "Oh crap!" But I would have—I learned so much in that process, Um, and you know, I ended up getting a job at Spring Garden Bakery in High Point. Yeah, I remember that um, to help supplement. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I—I think I was—it was over a year of just teaching yoga exclusively. yeah. So it was such a good feeling, also terrifying. Say every day, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, I also learned a lot about um, taxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, no one thinks about that part of no, it. You know what I'm no, because I like, I went from, you know, my job withholding taxes for me to then I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm making, you know, sometimes on the low end, $20 to teach an hour yoga class. And, and in your head, you think, oh, $20 an hour, that's rad. That's great. Yeah. What you don't think about is you also have to plan your class. You have to drive to get there. You have to get there early. You have to get people settled in. You then have to teach the hour class. You have to stay. You have to clean up. And then you have to drive home. And then you're, I did the math one day, and I was like, was whoa, like, I'm making like $4 an hour. <laughs> Um, and because yep. then you also have to pay your taxes on that twenty dollars. So I learned a lot. <laughs> Real quick too. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. Um, but it was good. Yeah, I mean, you got. I mean, everyone does it. That was everyone who get, gets an entrepreneurship and working for themselves and all that. This is this is you're gonna, you're gonna hit that wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's good though. I mean, obviously you got. Now you're what eight years in? You said seven years in, and then so yeah. you're, you're 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 you know what you're doing now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So okay, back to you uh, doing apprenticeship and stuff like that. So obviously you went the long route, the nine months you said, or yeah. nine months. You say you did have homework and readings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So how did did this your mentor assign that to you or? Yeah. So um, the way the yoga schools work is you actually have to submit a curriculum to Yoga Alliance wow. and they approve it. So they have. Uh, guidelines that you have to uh, fit your school within to in order to be accredited. So they had already set up, you know, the curriculum for the program, and I kind of had an outline of that. Um, and then they would work one-on-one and give you a lot of personal feedback for mm. things that you could improve on. And the readings and homeworks were on all different types of topics. But one of the things that I really loved is there was also a lot of freedom with what you wanted to um, explore. So my program in particular was, they kind of phrased it like this is just a springboard to help you figure out what maybe niche or what like Mm. subjects you want to get a deeper understanding of. And a 200-hour teacher training is, is just 
the surface level. Wow. It is just barely the basics, um, which crazy. sounds crazy, it, right? It sounds insane. I'm like 200 hours. I thought yeah. you could do a lot in 200 hours. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't think you can condense like what I consider like the yoga that I do is like westernized yoga, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so even t- taking the westernized yoga, you, you, you can't funnel that down. You know, there's so much history. Um, there's so much to understand. And then also, like, think about American bodies, like the public that we're working with. Mm. You need to know about contraindications and anatomy and, like, how different bodies move. Mm, yeah. So, and we really didn't get into that much. And that's like actually what hours. niche market that, like, I, you know, I'm really passionate about. So, <laughs> wow. That's not so. You say West. So were you able to study? Obviously, the Westernized version. Yeah. So you chose that path. Well, um, yes and no. Okay. Okay. So I mean, we still talked about the history of yoga and like its origins, and not just India, but you know, Africa and yes, and other areas. Like, yes. and at the end of the day, like people have been moving mindfully and meditatively. Um, for a purpose for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, it, it gets like iffy, you know, like I don't like to say that I do like traditional yoga because it's not my tradition. I like, right. it feels oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forced to me. And I, I don't know. I just, it, I, it gets a little iffy there, you know, okay. like okay. me is like, a young white woman in North Carolina, I don't think that I can say, like, I do traditional yoga. Like, I'm so deeply connected in the culture of India that I can, you know, teach that. So, like, I just, I don't, like, that's not, I don't feel like that's what I can do or what I should do or my purpose. Um, so I, I just preface it with, like, this is westernized yoga. Mm-hmm. Um and this is uh, this is how Caitlin teaches it. <laughs> this is how, yeah, because he made it. This is this is my version. I'm saying I'm traditional because of this. Yeah. But this is my take on yoga. I'm gonna teach it to you. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. I love yeah. that. So when you're in these classes, or where you getting your 200 hours, you say you can kind you can kind of choose what you can choose. As if I was going into it, I could choose what path I want. So Jacob, we're going to interrupt this interview real quick for a new game of high brew or cold brew. You down? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so the point of the game is to guess what I'm describing as cold brew or high brew. Make sense? Um, well, I'm not really sure what high brew is. You'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Just answer cold brew or high brew. It's pretty simple. You ready? Okay, here's the first one. It can come with added protein. Um, cold brew? High brew. It has more antioxidants and twice the caffeine than a normal cup of coffee. Uh, high brew. High brew. It has less acid and sugar than a normal cup of coffee. Cold brew? High brew. It helps support direct trade farmers. Okay, uh, high brew. High brew. It has less environmental impact on our planet. Cold brew. High brew. 
So wait, all, all the answers are just Hybrew. Well, yeah, this is a sponsor ad. And that concludes our game of Cobrew or Hybrew, proudly sponsored by, well, Hybrew Coffee, an Austin, Texas-based Cobrew company dedicated to serving an elevated coffee experience. Visit www.hybrewcoffee.com and use promo code Pizza and Brew for 20% off your order of a 12-pack and get cold brew that doesn't just taste better, but does better. Ship directly to your door. Yeah, and it kind of, it, that would be more of like a like self-education, or you can take continuing education gotcha. outside of the program. Um my program in particular, we had like assignments like book reports. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so where we got to pick a book that like we were interested in and rather than them assigning like yoga for anxiety yes. or like uh, yoga yeah. for recovery or they're like, just pick a topic that really interests you, research it and let it and then share it with the group. And so we can all kind of learn and we can explore what we're going to get excited about or what we're going to get passionate about teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the whole goal of that program was so that we would not come out as little cookie cutter yoga teachers who all learned how to teach like one type of flow and we all use the same verbal cues and we all teach the same kind of classes. Um, And I really, really loved that Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't, I don't think that coming from like a corporate soul sucking job, I would want to get into like, of yoga where I have to be within certain parameters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to teach what I found true to for me and what I find interesting and what is in my scope of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, that's wild. I mean, yeah, it's it. I've always wanted to meet. We interviewed uh, uh, Jessamine Stanley, who's mm-hmm. in Durham. Um, and actually, actually, a question. So, oh, you do? Yeah. I do. Oh, I want everybody yoga? Yeah. Yes, I want to read that book so bad. Um, so she went to a school in Asheville, a yoga yeah. school. So what's the difference between that and kind of the route you took? Yeah, so, um, well, some studios – yoga is a tricky business. Yes, that's and what I wanted to ask. it sucks <laughs> when you get into the business side of it. So some yoga studios help to supplement their income – by also having using their space to have a school. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Um, some places, especially like in Asheville, who can operate. Um, there's a lot of people in Asheville who are who go there for yes, yoga, just for yoga. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. for like yoga training. So they've got. I'm sure there's like just a building where they're like, hey, we can designate this just as a school. Yes. Um, and we don't have to. Like they've got enough business to so where they can just keep keep that keep sustainable. Going. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of yoga studios offer teacher trainings, um, wow. and and you'll it'll say like my teacher training was at a registered yoga school, right? Okay, in a yoga studio. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's kind of the difference, and it's still the same yeah. training. It's just a different environment. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Potentially. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and there's so there's so many options like. Some yoga trainings, they'll just have like modules where they'll offer weekend classes to anybody and you've got a checklist. And as long as you attend 200 hours worth of modules, like, and they may have like categories, kind of like when you're picking out courses for college, you know, it's like, Hey, you get to pick with these classes in this category and you just have to have certain number of credits. 
same sort of thing. Yeah. So sometimes people may take like two to three years to do their 200 hour because they're taking that like module approach where like, yeah. Yeah. So different schools operate, um, differently based off of, you know, whatever they want to do. I just started my 500 hour. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's 500 additional hours. 300 additional hours to the 200 to equal 500 gotcha okay yeah um i know so so yeah when lockdown started i was like well i'm not gonna just sit on my butt i'm gonna do something um so i actually started my group fitness instructor certification so i can expand on like other movement practices i just really wanted to use resistance bands and that sort of thing in with yoga classes um and then i also started my 500 hour training just to you know progress what i know with yoga since now um you can do yoga teacher trainings online before yoga alliance would not accredit an online school but now uh, because of covid they will yeah they're accredited so some schools have modified their learning to be online schools so that's awesome yeah so question if you are so to teach classes with resistant bands, bands and groups and stuff, what if you don't? What if you start doing it without getting, I guess, a certification? What? Yeah, so I doubt up? someone's gonna call the fitness police okay. on you. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> but I'm such a rule follower <laughs> that, I, and I like truly believe that like we should stay within within the scope of our understanding and and be educated in something before we like dive into it and teach it to other people potentially injuring them. Mm. And that's the massage therapist in me coming out because I see injuries all the time, especially from yoga. (sighs) Um, Mm. So I I just thought it would give me more versatility and then I could be insured to do that. Oh yeah. Oh, that's okay. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So technically like with yoga, you can use your body weight, but that's it. You can't add like additional weights or, or anything, gotcha. your insurance, like, it doesn't cover that. Wow, so if you were to bring that into your classes and someone gets hurt, you could potentially be in, like, serious trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if I just take my group fitness instructor's, you know, certification, then, then I'm covered. So, like, why wouldn't I just go ahead and do that? Mm, yeah, yeah. And what program are you using online, are you allowed to say? It's ACE. ACE, okay. Yeah. Wow, so then you... Or kind of back in a classroom setting, and they're like kind of teaching you like a virtually. Like so, for the group fitness certification, it's you. They just send you a manual, and then you, oh, like right, you, really? yeah, you just read it and learn on your own, and then take the exam. And before they were, you had to go to a testing facility to take the exam, mm-hmm. and now they're doing um, the exams virtually. But you have to like keep your camera up, and if you like look around, they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Oh, really? Yeah, to so make sure you're not cheating or anything. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but there's no practical portion, um, so that's why I'm like, I mean, why wouldn't I just go ahead and just do it? Yeah. Geez, so the 500 hours. Oh my gosh! So how's that? How's yeah. three hundred additional hours? But still, how like how's that? Short? How how are you doing that? So that also the materials are given online. You have the option they do like weekend Zoom meetings. Okay. Okay. Um, and you can watch them live, or they also save them. So like I started, I paid for the program a little bit after it started, so I can just go back and watch the videos. There's just a manual. I've got a whole Google Drive folder that's like my 300 hours set up and they're they tell you they're like you can take this in any order you want you don't have to go like with us you can pick and choose Mm. so just as long as 
you complete all of the work, you're good. And they'll assign you a mentor. Um, if And you send in like 20 hours of you teaching. Wow. Um, yeah, which sounds like a lot, but it's, I think I had to do way more than that for my 200 hour. Gee, it does, it does, it does sound like a lot, but I guess, yes, when you say it like that, it's, like, it's probably not that bad. Like 20 classes. Yeah, yeah. And it's not bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And if I'm already teaching three classes a week, Wow. That's, yeah. yeah. That's simple then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you just send in, um, like footage of you teaching on zoom <laughs> and they'll give you feedback. And if you have questions, you just reach out. So you've got like a designated mentor, um, to, for the program. Yeah. yeah so. Awesome. Dang. And I guess they critique, I guess, form and kind of how you're like breathing techniques, I don't know, just all that. Yeah, or, or like what language you use. Yes, um, yes. Or maybe, I don't know, I haven't sent any videos in, so I can't speak to like what feedback they would gotcha. give me. Yeah, yeah. But some feedback that like I've had in the past would be like, yeah, do you, are you using inclusive languaging? Um, mm. Or um, how's your tone or your volume? Or um, do you need more clarity in your queuing mm-hmm. uh, like are mm-hmm. things confusing um wow or not yeah, yeah. um so that's right i didn't i didn't think about obviously i do like a lot of youtube ones too and with cassandra and adrian yeah and all those and i've they their tone is their tone's perfect I yeah mean, and it crazy it makes sense that that is probably learned you know yeah I mean, I thought me thinking like, oh they probably talk like that and it's probably how they always been it's Probably not the case. No. It does ma- tone does matter when you're Yes, it does. Voice. And so, like, my husband sometimes will say, like, oh, there's, she's got her yoga voice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, like, it's not, like, a fake voice, but it is, like, an intentional calming tone to set the environment. Yes. So it's not, like, sometimes I'm in a class and I'll hear a voice and it's, it's, like, really sing-songy. <laughs> and... And so for me, that like really is not a conducive environment for me to not focus on your voice. But, you know, I can't relax with that. Um, So I just try to think about like how I can create an environment, but still be true, like speaking my authentic voice. Yes. So what is still me, but maybe a softer me? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So you're not not talking like this in the yoga class. Yeah. I just imagine you're talking like this in yoga class. I'm like, this isn't very relaxing. No, no, it's not. So, and that you do have, there is a delicate balance. Like at what point are you like mimicking someone else and no longer yourself? Yes. And then like, what are the, like we all have, many facets to our being absolutely so absolutely. it's just about finding that you know part of yourself and speaking it out in a class Yo, that is hilarious but it, make, it makes perfect sense yeah so as far as you and i want to get obviously get on the road of you coming into this space yeah um, but i'm curious when you're making when you're doing these these sessions with individuals and groups and all that what's the process that you create and flows because obviously you, you're practicing this before you teach to a class so yeah how are you making these movements and flows and connecting these different so, styles and all that? Yeah, it it varies. Um, and I teach a wide variety of types of yoga. Like I talked about kids yoga earlier, yep. but I yep. also um, when I first first started teaching, I was really into Yin yoga, where mm. you'd hold each posture for three to five minutes. Mm. Um, so like, the, you don't really have to plan that much yeah. physically. Yeah. Um, or restorative yoga, where you hold for like five to ten minutes. Oh my god! 
it's like adult nap time. It is heaven. Um, I tried that. Yes, it is so good. Um, so it's, it's a di- that's a different type of planning process. It's more about like what kind of environment do I want to create? Do I want to use guided meditations? Do I want to use a visualization? Where would I add in breathing techniques? At what point might I use a hand-on adjustment? Um, so that would be the type of planning for those classes even down to like the music that you use, making a playlist. Mm. What order do I want to play the songs in? Um, I've got like my relaxing playlist and my like more relaxing playlist. Like I've got like varying degrees of relaxing music. (laughs) Um, And and then for like maybe a faster paced class, I'll either have um, a theme of like heart opening where Mm. it's both a, contemplative theme and then a physical theme so i think about how i can sequence um, different heart opening postures and balancing them out with counter postures and uh prep to progress to a deeper end goal and then um what movements feel right with whatever theme i'm using or it might just be and this is also what i love i teach a class called align and flow where it's alignment focused so i just get to nerd out and we usually have like a discussion on anatomy to start i've got like a skeleton and like (laughs) muscle posters and um and so it might be like we talk about external rotation in the hips or something and we go through postures and then when we're in them i'll prompt things that like hey what are you feeling here do you notice this what happens if you adjust this in this little tiny way Um, so my hope is to inspire people to do some self-reflection and get outside of their routine. I know a lot of times, especially if we're in a really fast yoga class, you get that muscle memory and, um, you just get into the pose and you never explore outside of that end place. Yes. And that repetition can be okay, but it can also be either injurious or just leave you complacent. Um, so my hope is to inspire people with just in their bodies and then in everything else, like in what little small ways can you tweak and maneuver mm. to either find more space or just change things up, expand your mind, get out of your comfort zone, yes. be okay with something different. Yes. Um, so I may just take an, an anatomical idea and run with it for the class. Or I might have like a peak pose, like, hey, I want to get to this really big place. Like uh, Saturday, we worked towards handstands. No way. Yeah. And I'm like, guess what? You can tell everybody you did a handstand practice today and you don't have to know how to do a handstand. It's a lot of prep work. Um, So we we talked about like the prep and we moved in a whole class that led us up to the end where I'm like, now if you want to practice a handstand, you can, but you don't have to. But now at least you know how to move to get comfortable to getting there. So I may have mm-hmm. like a, a big posture that you don't want to do just like cold as a party trick, you know? Yes. Like you want to warm up your body and right. and prep for. So right. there's a, a, several different ways that I will like curate a class and it just depends on where I want to go and what mood I'm in. <laughs> That's a, and are you prepping like if someone signs up for a class Thursday, like you you kind of tell them in advance, like hey, we're working on this, or 
Is it, people just come in and we're gonna work on whatever. Yeah. That is that's that's cool. I yeah. like that. So it's like I I don't know, I just sometimes I get bored in yoga classes. Yeah. Fair enough. And um, you know, like you get the same sequence like okay now we're gonna come into warrior two extended side angle mm. revolved warrior triangle and it's like oh wow i've never done that before <laughs> except in like 500 yoga classes Every that i've taken one. um and and i really tr- like try to teach with like funky transitions and outside of the box and like i don't do vin- many vinyasas where you like you know lower down and lift down dog yes. yeah yeah because i find that that's like a crutch we use like teachers use to like transition. It's like, I don't know. Can you guys not think of another way to link those two postures? So like I haven't taught a vinyasa like at all online because I, well, one, that's where I have a lot of injured people come to see me and like ask me questions after class from that repetitive stress Mm -hmm. on the shoulders. Um, Two, I hear it cued in maybe not the safest way a lot when I take yoga classes. Um, and three, virtually, I, I can't really see people. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to try to focus on things that I know I feel more confident in, like, safety-wise with people being at home. Um, Gosh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I've kind of, like, changed, you know, how, how I teach virtually. Yeah, um, yeah. And because a lot of people won't turn their cameras on. So it's like... Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just me in the room looking at myself <laughs> teaching to no one but there is someone on the other end of that screen yeah Yeah, just little black boxes and um so i'm like i i mean i can't i can't see what people are doing wow that has to be because obviously you're used to going around and fits and posture posture and all that so not doing that it's probably like oh okay well yeah it kind of is what it is because like in person i like i would have a plan in in my head but i'm open to changing it depending on what i see in the class so like you perceive how people are moving and if you're like oh wow they're not gonna hang in there for what i had planned i've got to adjust um you can't really do that virtually because you can't well some people will show themselves but my eyesight's not that good yeah, so I, not, like i can't really see them i mean you're doing that and you're kind of straining to see it's kind of difficult anyway yeah so i just try to teach in a as safe as possible but i found that now that people can you know do yoga from home and not be seen yes more people are trying it out yeah so so that's really cool and i'm like i've got you know mic plugged in so i can't really hear them if they like say something so i'm like you guys this is you get me live so i'll mess up and be like really human and you get a live experience but you have the safety of being at home and not being in a room full of strangers this is a great time to try yoga if you've never um done it before you know yes you can act a fool at home and then like feel really comfortable once we get back in person (laughs) in 2030 when we get right yeah north carolina (laughs) so obviously (laughs) um obviously i see yoga as a as a big creative art form which it is um and obviously every artist hits has roadblocks yeah and i'm sure you have them when you're making flows and all that so kind of tell us how you work through those kinks yeah so i think it is so huge to continue your education like not to get stagnant Mm -hmm. um i think sometimes we may get to a point where we're like I mean, I did my 200 hours, so, like, I'm good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, But 
I like to take classes from other people. Mm. Um, yes. The, the more you experience other people, especially if they're really treat, like teaching from their true authentic selves, you mm. get like their own personal flair and that can spark a lot of creativity. You're like, oh, I've never moved in this way before. Oh, I've never heard that verbal cue. Oh, I like this, you know, metaphor that they threw in there. And so I think that's what helps you know, keep me going. Um, and then also I ask my students, I'm like, what do you guys want? And so they'll, they'll tell me like, Hey, can you work up to this pose? Or, Hey, can you do this? Yeah. yeah. So I, I ask my students what they want and I'll make classes like the whole class will have to do it. But if one person asks for it, I'll make a class. Yeah. And so that helps to give me, you know, inspiration, um, and somewhere to go or, you know, my husband, he'll do, he does yoga with me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of times if I don't know what I want to do for class, um, I'll just ask him. And he's he's pretty good at coming up with something. <laughs> shout out to Danny. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Big shout out. <laughs> awesome. That works out. That's, that's cool that you get input. And that makes people excited because, like, oh, wow, she did this for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like I'm involved. I'm not just a yeah. student, you know. Right. Like yeah. I'm, I'm involved in the process. Exactly. They're good for you. That's yeah. badass. Cool. So I want to talk about you ending up in this space because I think that's amazing. What you're offering here now is so dope. Um, but this wasn't always yours. So, right. yeah, talk about how you came to this spot in High Point. Okay. So, um, to let's see it was january of 2019 um i started here first with just renting a massage room mm-hmm. um i'd left another yoga studio um and needed like some recovery time after mm, that yeah, yeah. um so i had like two months of not teaching yoga and just focusing on my massage business um and i, I really wanted to fill the studio out first to see like is this gonna be a good fit and it, of course, obviously, I'm here now, so it yeah, ended up being a good fit. Yeah, um, and I would take classes, you know, and talk to the other instructors here while I was doing my massages um, and that sort of thing. So I've been I've been here for you know a year and a half now, and um, I was a subcontractor teaching yoga, so that's what the majority of us are. So gotcha. we're not some some studios will hire you on as an employee where you get a W two and take out taxes, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, most of them you get a ten ninety nine, and you're just a subcontractor. Um, so I started out just teaching one class a week for a few months, and then wow. only went up to two classes a week. Um, so I really backed off from teaching like so many classes when I first, you know, started doing yoga full time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that has also helped to keep my inspiration and creativity up by scaling back because I can put more focus, you you know, fewer times. It's not depleting. It's not just like every day, every day, every day, you know, you get multiple times a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I found that really, really helpful for me as a teacher and just also as a working person um yes you know my body got a little bit of a time to recover um so that was really really beneficial um so I was only teaching you know two classes and then doing massages the rest of the time Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I I just really liked the vibe here um everyone is so so nice and understanding and it's a non-threatening environment, and it's nice. the the students who practice here, um, 
are just like really warm people. Um, so if we have someone new come in, like I just noticed even before I started teaching here, even the students would like help someone new and like welcome them. I love that. And they would like set their little props up you know, and help them feel like, hey, this is what we do here. Like, oh, see how the teacher has props up there? I'll help you get the props. Here's where they are. And so I just really, like, felt at home with not only the other instructors, but also the students here. And so it's just a really natural and easy fit. I didn't ever feel like I had to, like, prove myself or force my way in, or mm. I didn't feel like an outsider. Like, as soon as I walked the doors, like, it, I just felt like I belonged here. Yeah. Like um, family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like I really family. liked that. Yeah. That's so dope. That's good to hear. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to find. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've like walked into studio spaces before and I love when we travel to like go to studios and take yoga classes, you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. I also love to get massages. Um, <laughs> and, um, I've been in some really warm and welcoming environments and I've been into somewhere I felt like a complete outsider i felt intimidated mm. i felt like i don't belong and then he's like just tell him you teach yoga and i'm like no he's like no I, and i never wanted to be in that sort of environment yes. um yes i'm like i feel like yoga can be really vulnerable so if you're not in a place where you feel comfortable you can't fully have you know that experience yes um yes. if you're guarding yourself from the people in the room and from the instructor then it it limits the experience that you'll have um yes absolutely and i mean that's it's important to have that positive and great inviting environment that mm -hmm. you have too so because you're definitely right about the you know about the way you, i guess instructors are and all that so um but you get into massage i guess therapy so go back and explain why you went yeah um so i'd always thought about becoming a massage therapist like after I started yoga um it just felt like it made sense I love anatomy I love how like the human body and how it works physiology um and I'm like how can I find something that complements yoga and helping people to move um and I was, like I mentioned I worked at Spring Garden Bakery in High Point <laughs> yeah. slinging coffees and I had this in the back of my head and this guy walks in and he orders a coffee and then he's like, hey, do you know of anybody wanting to go to massage school? And I was like, me, I want to no go to massage way. school. Yeah. And he was like, GTCC is starting their massage program back. Um, they'd had one many years ago, um, took a little break. So they like revamped it. They started it back. And I was with the second class that went through their program. Um, and so just like on a whim, I was like, that's me. That's what I want to do. That's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And I had actually looked into some massage schools, but they were private and oh. I could not afford it. Super expensive. I, like one of the schools I looked at was like 12 to 14 grand. For like a year? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So like in North Carolina, most massage schools, like the one I went to was, um, I think like 899 hours because the... Believe it or not, they cap the max amount of hours a massage school can be is like nine hundred hours. That's the wait. That's the cap. Yeah. So wow. they try to keep um, schools within this parameter. They got a minimum and a maximum. Mm -hmm. So that way that people aren't like price gouging. Like, oh, well, this is a five million hour school. So gotcha. you know, 
So that's why it's this much money and all that. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. So um, the great thing about going to like a community college is it's, you know, there's government assisted funding. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, I like, I, oh, I saved so much money that's going that money. Oh my God. It was the best decision of my life. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and so that program was about 10 months. I did the daytime program. So it was like three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like eight to four. So Monday, oh, Wednesday, wow. Friday, All 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah. Oof, okay. So I Makes was sense. doing massages Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I mean, yoga, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, the massage school, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, and yeah. I was working at the coffee shop too. So I was, you know, Woo! wearing a lot of hats there for yes. a while. Yeah. Um, good hats. Good hats. Yeah. And, um, once I, you know, got out of completed massage school, you have to take a board exam. Um, so you have to go to like a testing facility and, um, take the exam. And then if you pass, you're good. Yeah. You got to wait until they give you your license. So it's like you pass and then you get all excited. And then like a month and a half later, you get your piece of paper and they're like, now you can start. It's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I worked at a spa to start, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was really, really good. Spa and was it in Triad High Point? Yeah, in Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ada's Inn. That's wild. Were you super nervous when you were, I guess, your first client? That's like, yes. You're like, oh God, I want to mess them up. You know what I'm Yes. I was like, wait a second. Someone is paying for me to massage them. And, you know, you do a lot of massages in school, which was like one of the best things about being in massage school is getting massages like, three times oh, a week yeah, from your from your peers yeah you just trade with each other no way yeah That's awesome yeah so i had like withdrawals afterwards like i need a massage you know <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah so i had a lot of like hands-on practice and you do clinicals in school where like mm-hmm. the public comes in and you massage them um but it was just kind of surreal switching to like a, like a supervised environment to like so uh, an employer trusting you, like you go for a job interview and you massage them. Like there's a that practical that's, that's component it, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like a good resume and a good personality. Like you got you gotta massage your boss, you know? <laughs> Dang, um, that's wild. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess they trust me enough. And I know I'm not going to like really injure anybody. So I'm just went for it and after that first one you just feel so relieved and so good and i was like like, i got this i'm good this is my jam i'm cool (laughs) that's so dope so in school did you have to i mean you you know about anatomy from yoga and stuff stuff like that did you have to kind of relearn how muscles work oh my gosh so massage therapy school made the yoga anatomy knowledge like just a joke and i mean it makes sense honestly like it it was like most yoga schools do not prioritize anatomy, which when you say it out loud, it's like, wait, what? Why wouldn't they? You know what I'm saying? They don't, and they don't really have to. Um, so that's why I'm really passionate about trying to teach people like anatomy and alignment and safety and how to question what someone's telling them to do so that it feels right in their bodies. Because I know that most trainings do not allow for an in-depth education in anatomy or physiology. Um, wow. So 
I mean, I, I had to learn anatomy, not just once in massage school, but my program also included a neuromuscular therapy component, which usually is a continuing education. So it's usually like you do massage program, you do your massage school, and then like you have to keep up with continuing ed like 24 hours every two years in order to keep your license. Um, so normally this neuromuscular therapy would be a continuing education, but they included it in with the program, which is really cool because it's usually an expensive yes. continuing ed class course. Um, and it is really in depth in anatomy. So I had to do anatomy to start and then also redo the anatomy for the NMT because like I had to do an exam for that and then like a final exam and then take a board exam. So I was like constantly tested on my, you know, anatomy understanding and knowledge. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, you can mess somebody up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you're directly affecting and touching muscles, so you should know what you're touching. Yes, and why (laughs) you're touching it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Obviously, we we look at masseuse. She's just like, oh, okay, cool. They just learn how to rub on the body. Yeah. It's like, nah, it's a little deeper than that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I hate to be this person, but we go by massage therapist because. Oh, okay. Like I do, like I do have. We all have a high standard to live yes, up to. Absolutely. And so it just, I feel like it gives us more um, credit for the amount of work that we put into our knowledge. Also, masseuse sometimes has the connotation of not the, you know, the darker side of what massage used to be. Gotcha. And you, you know, and like, like, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like human trafficking and that sort of thing. Yes. So yes. we just try to go by a massage therapist. therapist. But okay. I usually don't correct people, but we're just yeah. going to do an education you know, thing right it. here. This is yeah. educational this is your podcast. PSA. <laughs> you better never say masseuse again is what Caitlin's saying. Please and thank you. <laughs> so that brought you here. And then we kind of talked about what your role is here. Yeah. But now <laughs> things have changed. <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of talk about this transition that you just. Yeah. Uh, so I just, know. I feel like the past, what, however, t- 10 years I've been in transition. <laughs> <laughs> it's all one big transition. <laughs> and, but, but I mean, really, that's what life that's is. That's literally what life is. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, at the sake of sounding cliche, you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I, you know, had conducted my own business within this physical building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ran my massage business, rented that room, um, for massage and COVID happened mm-hmm. and I actually stopped doing massage and I stopped doing yoga before the government mandates to shut down just because it felt like the right thing to do. Yes, I agree. Um, I feel like as massage therapists, like we are like whole ethos is to no harm. You mm-hmm. know, we're here mm-hmm. to help people and same with yoga. So I'm like, this is the time where like we do the most by stopping. Yes. Um, and, and that goes for every everything, you know, we really needed that to happen. Um, and so took a pause and that's when I started doing all, like it just immediately, maybe not maybe not immediately. I think I took like a week to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh my god! And that really, really got into that, and um, that was really nice because I've like I never had like downtime like that. Right. It wasn't until this year that I stopped working seven days a week. Ooh. 
Um, Beast mode. Yeah. And so that was really nice forced pause. Um, So I got Animal Crossing for my Switch. And that was really fun. Damn right. Um, And then after I binged that for a while and my island was like looking good, I started (laughs) to think, okay, maybe, Caitlin, you should do something in your real life um, (laughs) to benefit yourself. And so that's when I started the like group fitness instructor cert and the like 500 hour training. Right, right. Um, And so I like started to get into that, started to game plans, think about what things would look like when we could come back. And um, then I got a phone call from uh, the woman who owned the studio, and she informs me that after a few weeks of the pause that we all got to, you know, enjoy, depending on your mindset, mm-hmm. or I think it was a really stressful time for a lot of people, too. Very I took, like, a few weeks working at a plastic factory to just make some money. It Like, wow. yeah, like, cause, you know. I, I own my own business, so if I'm not working, so I'm not, working, not making, making money. money. Yeah, so I found, like, a life-sustaining plastic company and just, like, jumped into a job for a few weeks doing that. Um, and and then I had the opportunity to take over this space because she decided not to reopen. Um, and it's actually been really good. She's been dealing with a lot of family stuff. Yes. Um, so yeah. she's texted me multiple times, said this was the best decision um ever and it, i mean it's already a yoga space say, it's, it's already an established business so um it was called yoga and wellness of high point and so i've changed the name to willow wellness center mm-hmm. um so i've got like my llc and all of that Dang, yeah. yes, yes. um and now i'm navigating you know expanding on my like i already ran my own business but it was just me doing massages mm-hmm. um so now i'm kind of expanding and having other teachers like teach classes for me and like so i have some contractors i've got i'm subleasing a room so i've got another massage therapist I have someone doing reiki in the room next to me That's nuts. um That's so cool. and so it's like kind of growing and it, i'd always wanted to have a some ownership in my space mm-hmm. um but financially I I didn't have that opportunity until now. Um, And I didn't think it was going to be this soon that I would be able to like see what, you know, what I had in my vision play out. And so the plan's happening earlier than (laughs) expected. So some of it's just, (laughs) what am I doing? (laughs) What's up? You kind of rolled, you got the opportunity, you rolled the punches and kind of go from there. It's, it's, It's probably insane thinking of you sitting at your desk job and then now you're like, wow. And yeah. All the places you've been, the zigzagging, and it's like, wow, I have my own space. Yeah. To do whatever. Yeah. That has to be like an incredible feeling. Probably so terrifying. Oh, yeah, totally. But just like, wow, I've, I've, I've done this. Yeah, it's very surreal. Like, so I still, like, every day when I walk into, like, into this space, I just smile and I'm like, this is, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yes. And I then I'm it. like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, now now what? <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. We just take it one day at a time. <laughs> yes, it's cool because I know if you can, obviously you are doing it, if you can fight through this COVID mess, I can only imagine when like we're functioning. Oh my you know gosh. Yeah. That'd be, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And honestly, this timing ha- has been good. Mm. Um, yeah. Be- because like gyms and yoga studios haven't opened 
I got to just start with virtual stuff. And like, like I was telling you, like, I haven't been able to change the signs yet. Like I'm working on changing the signage and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel a rush to like put up a bunch of money up front. I can slowly let the space evolve, um, which means I can like select pieces of furniture and decorations and, and things. Yeah. Like a little slower versus like, like I don't really want to go shopping in stores a whole lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. So it's not like I feel comfortable making a big Ikea trip to (laughs) furnish the place. So now I don't feel the pressure to have to do that. um, Since really the only people coming in are my massage clients and they're all really forgiving. (laughs) Yes. But just know the space looks good. Yeah, no, it looks. Yeah. Obviously, you have your your vision for it, what you want to look like down the road. But it looks amazing. I've been in here before. I took some photos for you. Is that last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last year, and I was like, "This is dope." Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, I grew up a high point, but I don't, I wasn't really on this part of town often. And I was like, "This is like so low key and so great and so cozy." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is wonderful. So obviously, this is kind of where your future is probably going to be flourishing from here. But like, do you have any other goals that you want to hit as far as maybe a space or having a bigger space one day or anything like that? The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Yeah, so, um, well, my goal was to just have a space. And like I said, that came sooner than I expected. So I've kind of been... um, I always like to have a goal. I like to, and I think that's why I've never like just stopped in one place. I've just kind of kept going Um, because I do like to like just constantly be a better person, improve my knowledge, expand on what I can do. Um, So the next thing I would be interested in and I've thought about is I really want to get into the education of massage therapy. Mm. Um, So, I mean, obviously, I've only been doing massage therapy for, you know, a little over two years. Um, so I've got to want to put a little more time into, like, me being in the industry before I, like, get into teaching. Gotcha. But that is that's somewhere that I want to go. Um, yeah. But I think that to be a teacher, like, you, you need to have experience. So oh, God, yeah. I'm not, like, rushing that uh, process. Um, but... And I've put my feelers out. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. So I've like, been planting some seeds and. Kind of slowly but surely. Yeah. You know, r- and I would still, I like, I see that being in conjunction with like what I, what I'm still doing. So just like having another area. Massage can be a lot on the body. Um, yes. Yes. So I'm just trying to think like long term how I can make this a sustainable career for myself um, and how I can just continue to grow. But still work one-on-one with people to help them Mm -hmm. um i don't i thought about like would i want to have employees like doing massage for me would i want to have a like right now i've got two massage rooms and then the yoga room um there's a whole second half to this building that i could finish really yeah (laughs) i'll show you later (laughs) gosh yeah that's nuts yeah um or like maybe one day i outgrow this space and i move um and i like i'm open to to any of that um yeah. just kind of like this fell in my lap i'm don't want to force things you should yeah i just yeah. but i'm also not going to be closed-minded 
to opportunity. <laughs> yeah, if something lands in your lap, which a lot has over your journey as yeah. a, as a, as a um, yogi and a massage um, therapist, uh, you just take it as it, as it goes. That's exactly it. So I'm curious. I was in there for a long time, and you've been mostly in North Carolina, well, all in North Carolina for yeah. the years. Is there any vision of you anywhere else? <laughs> so... Yeah, my husband's from Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, I was, I was yeah, you know. just so I mean, and that's something we had talked about. Um, and I, I don't know. It's really it's a difficult system to navigate. Yeah. Like like I've told you, right now we're working on uh, him getting his um, green card. Yes. And um, I I wouldn't be opposed to going to Australia. It would just be oh. it's difficult, which is why, like, we kind of decided to stay here for now. Um, I've worked really hard to build up my clientele. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. To network, to build up my business. And in Australia, I would probably have to go back to massage school if I wanted to continue to do massage. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that right now. Yes, like, you've gotten so far. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ugh. So, I don't, like... I'm not completely closed off to the idea of relocating. Um, however, like each time you move, even like I've moved locations within High Point, mm-hmm. like just like just down 68, like yep. a few miles, and you feel that impact. Absolutely, immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would it would ha- it would be a really thoroughly thought out plan or like if my husband needs to do something like what we support each other so right now he's been supporting me and my business endeavors and has been so amazing and if i needed to take a supporting role like i would do that yeah but um for the foreseeable future we're gonna grow into this space stay in the high point area um and (laughs) yeah just kind of See what happens. <laughs> yes, I love that. I mean, it was even, for me, it was nostalgic even coming down these streets, you know. And it's, it's cool that you're planting roots in a community that, you're <laughs> a community that kind of raised you to be, you know, yeah. who you are and kind of giving back to that community. So there's nothing wrong with being, you know, right here. Exactly. Yeah. So. And it's kind of crazy because both, both of my parents grew up in High Point. Yeah. And so I'll have, like people on the massage table or like someone come in for yoga and they just squint their eyes and I'm like, Oh no. And they're like, you must be Chuck's daughter. You must be Cindy's daughter. I'm like, yeah, those are my parents. Like I went to high school with them. (laughs) And so it's just, you know, it's kind of crazy to see the, how, you know, connected no matter what age we are. Like it's just been really cool and really surreal to like make connections with people um, I love that. Yeah, and to learn how <laughs> close, like, you can be connected to someone. <laughs> yes, and this is a very tight-knit community, you know, just people at High Point, there's a lot of lifers who just yeah. been here forever, and they know a lot of different families, and, you know, went to high school to get all that, so it's it's, it's cool. I yeah. like it, I like it. And they're doing a lot to, um, like, revamp High Point. Yes, when I drive through here, you know, down even down Eastchester, or down North Main Street, or South Main, like, it's so many new yeah baseball team here now yeah they're doing this cool um there's like a nonprofit forward high point that's that's dope yeah really uh been focusing on um how we can make 
high point like a functioning city again Mm, um so for me like all of that is really exciting as well um i mean i live like right near the public library like yeah so i'm like yeah let's please (laughs) come on high point i have my my great well high point this is so off topic but we're going to end this anyways <laughs> the downtown area i mean furniture market is great but there's so much potential oh my god it's just vacant buildings just for like eight months out of the year empty yeah and it's like dude if you put the right things down here in high point you would have such an insanely amazing city they're working coffee on shops it. okay good they're good. working on like a food court like really like yeah a, no way yeah in so the downtown area mm-hmm. that would be crazy mm-hmm I'm with it. But COVID stopped the pause, like paused yeah. things. But it's so nice to know that like n- not only are are there people that want High Point to thrive again, but there's like they've made committees to work towards that goal. And so that makes me like really excited to be this close yeah. and to see where the future takes us. Um, I'm with it. Yeah, me too. I'm with it. I've always I've always seen the potential. So if I if that were to happen and that's going to happen, it sounds like I would be. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Caitlin. Yeah, this has been amazing. Yeah. This is so good. We're at the end. So drop um your social media. Where can we find you? Yes. So I'm on Facebook. Um, Willow High Point is like my handle yes willow high point yeah and at willow high point yeah at willow high point yeah, yeah. yeah. um same for instagram okay. um and um my website is willowhighpoint.com mm-hmm. got so, that and even though we're in COVID times you are still offering some services yeah so, so. check out some virtual yoga mm-hmm. um from yeah. the comfort and safety of your home yes let's not come into a room and breathe together Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. let's stay separate for now um <laughs> and see each other virtually Please. um yeah so i actually offer one free class a week because i know times are tough yes money's tight yes um so friday mornings we got free friday 10 a.m um and then all my other classes are only eight dollars virtually so which is phenomenal yeah and you can go uh to facebook instagram or the website there's links everywhere to book online um or you can just send me a message or an email and i'll get you covered um and then for massage we're being super safe um I have never cleaned this much in my life, and I used, <laughs> I, I used to work cleaning houses for a while because I'm just the queen of random side hustles. Yeah, you, know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and th- this tops that. Um, so we wear masks. I've got an air scrubber. I clean the air. Absolutely. Yeah, so I can um, give you a nice massage. You do your thing, and you're safe. You feel, you know comforted you're not going to get anything in here because caitlin has it locked yes it's clean in here i'm in here right now and i feel great yes and i'm looking to do once it's not a million degrees outside some outdoor yoga classes dope yes it's hot as crap no heat strokes on my watch no 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 so once it's safe to be outside and socially distance We'll be out there. Yeah. So stay yes. tuned. Good stay things are tuned. coming. Good things are coming. 
Thank you so much, Caitlin. This Thank you, great. Daniel. Honestly, I've known you for a very long time. So yeah. seeing this is phenomenal. We go way back. And you have you deserve all this. This is oh, thank this you. is well deserved. You know what I'm thank saying? I, I'm sure you're listening to this podcast, everyone else can agree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um yes, thank you for listening, people, and support us. Support Caitlin. I'll drop all the links in the description. You'll be able to um, hit her up because people are always asking me sometimes where to go for yoga. So this is it. Yes. Cool. All right. Thank you, Caitlin, again. You're the best. Thank Good. you. Bye. Bye. The free pizza podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes soundcloud just go on the google app store go on everywhere check us out on instagram facebook myspace live journal twitter we tweet we'll do smokes niggles whatever y'all need thank y'all so much have a good night